0: Hello and welcome to Critical Line Item. My name's Tom Radley. Thank you for joining me for this particular podcast. Over the past decade, there's been a lot of work done by people looking at the decay in truth and the trust in institutions in society. RAND Corporation, a US-based think tank, has got what they call a truth decay project. And it's looked at a range of issues that relate to the gradual erosion of trust in institutions, whether they be governmental or whether they be media. There's also the predominance of opinion, emotion, as opposed to a focus on fact. This has a has a particular impact on the way in which people perceive democracy, politicians, and others. So what do we do about it? Well, there's a solution being provided by a group of self-described kick-ass women who have come up with an idea called Polypedia, which is a virtual uh, encyclopedia and almanac on all of Australia's key politicians and political parties, what they spend, how they do it, who their links are, so that people can focus on fact and not just opinion. Joining me today is Ebony McKenna, who is one of the three founders of Polypedia, who will take us through what polypedia actually is, what it's in, intended to do, but also where it's at at the moment in terms of getting live. So you can use it, Ebony. Thank you for joining me.
1: Thank you very much, Tom. It's good to be here.
0: Now, before we get into all of the mechanics of this thing, which, which yep. is envisaged to be a rather... um a rather comprehensive look at the the political class, if I can use that term. Yep. Yeah. Where did this idea come from? Where did it begin? Okay,
1: I think we can uh, lay the blame squarely at Sue's feet. She's one. Of, she's our leader and co-founder. Um, she was working um, at the time with Coles and in their um, running their insights and analytics into um, shopping behaviour. So. She already was working in that digital realm and she's been working in digital for 25 years. In about, 200, uh, 200, in about 2017, um, there was a lot of talk about negative gearing, what should be done about it, is it getting out of hand? And she started looking up, you know, she wanted to find out why so many, um, especially liberal national politicians, seem to be against making any changes to it. And, um, you know, why were they against fixing it when so many other people were? Why was it such a divisive issue? And so she started looking at the pecuniary interest register and just thought, hang on, why is this so hard to to search? How can I not look people up? What can I do? Everything was a PDF. And she thought there has to be a better way. And because at the time she was working with Coles, running their insights and analytics, she realised, hey, hang on a minute. We could do this, we could interpose the an- analytics and the insights on top of this, and that started that gave her the idea um, for something that could search through um, politics and political information to make it available to people in a much more user friendly format.
0: Now, it, so this is back 2017. This is 2017, yep, right. So there's an idea in the ether. Yes,
1: yes. Nothing comes from an idea. An idea just sat there for a while. But she tinkered with it and she played with it. And it wasn't until um, after the Women's March last year in, in 2021. Yeah. Sorry, my just di- <coughs> Excuse me. That's I'll start right. start that again. It wasn't until the Women's March last year in 2021 that that groundswell of anger and frustration absolutely boiled over, not just with how secretive um, politics was becoming and had become over such a long time, but how destructive it was being. And that's when a lot of people started realising we have to make the change because the change isn't going to come. It's all very well to march and turn up in massive numbers. But if everyone then just goes home again, um, not that, not that. That's really what's happened. But a lot of people since then have really wanted to fix things. Uh, that's the best way I can describe it. We just want to fix things because it is broken.
0: So from that, from twenty seventeen up to twenty twenty one, the idea is sort of kicked around. It laid dormant. Mm. Now the and the sort of the Energizer Bunny mentality yes. kicks in. Yes. From February March 2021.
1: Yes. Take me to when.
0: Take me. Take me to the point at which. This wonderful point
1: where. Okay. Sue and I drove to Canberra to go to the rally.
0: Okay.
1: And to join in the march, we caught up with a friend of ours that we knew only via Twitter at that point. Um, And these are in between lockdowns, by the way, so we weren't sure whether we were going to be let back into Victoria. (laughs) We just didn't know. But we thought we have to go and uh, Sally was staying in the same hotel as us and the three of us got together and we just clicked and we just nonstop talked about all these broken things that just cannot be allowed to stand. And soon after that, when, um, when Sue and I then came home, soon after that Sally came to Melbourne and the three of us got together again to go out for dinner And that's when Sue shared with us her idea and semi sort of plan. It was a bit messy. It didn't look very pretty. But she showed us on her computer what she hoped to make. And she was calling it Polypedia. And we could instantly see the massive potential, not just for collating all the information in one place because that's always very handy anyway because at the moment if you want to look for something you have to search pecuniary interest registers you then have to search hansard and that's not searchable it's all PDFs. you have to go through it Um, you want to check foi you know where's something you know you want to check if an foi has been done on something well how do you find that it's Messy, and it seems to be deliberately so, perhaps just neglectfully so. I shouldn't say it's deliberate. It's always just they just don't get around to doing it. Um, And so the three of us just kept throwing ideas around and working out, what if we have this? What if we do this? Can we do this? Who do we know who we could bring on board to do this? It was the craziest weekend of brainstorming and realising that we were really onto something. And that we knew lots of other people would want to do the same thing. Um, If I can keep ranting, there's a group called They Vote For You. They have collated information, um, historical information, about how MPs and senators have voted on particular issues. So that's one thing. There's another group called Political Gadgets who came along more recently. They've got other things there too. Um, They've got a countdown to when the election might be held. That's terrific. But, again, it's it's people who are putting, they they all want to make a difference, which is fantastic, and what we're doing is we're sort of this massive sort of uh, vacuum where we're just bringing everything in. We're, we're just um, grabbing all this information from all the different places and bringing it all into one place.
0: This comes to the purpose of, of polypedia we've sort of given people an idea but it, 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 for some time now uh, i've certainly been concerned about the preponderance of opinion um you know less than statistically pure anecdotes that pop up everywhere in commentary <laughs> and um in commentary and in various news organizations and elsewhere but the thing being um. We lose sight, don't we, of fact.
1: Oh, absolutely. Well, raw, raw data. Don't, don't we? Exactly. Exactly. And that's your description of less than statistically pure. My goodness. You've you've got people in incredible positions of, they've got they've got incredible platforms. And often they're not really giving you what you really need to know. If we can use the example of a couple of weeks ago where Sydney had their train troubles, if I can put it that way, and in the, <laughs> the sturm and brang of everything <laughs> perhaps a bit of fact gets lost along the way. But people were immediately responding on Twitter to the editor of the Sydney Morning Herald saying it's not a strike, please stop using that word. And he kept using that word strike. And it was not a strike. It turned out to be a lockout, which is a different thing. And that was one of those things where the people on Twitter knew more and were more honest than the people who, were, uh, impl- who are employed to inform us, which is a scary thing. And whether it's incompetence or whether it was deliberate, we will never know. But um, there were so many people um, responding immediately and saying, that's wrong.
0: There's another one that was even more bizarrely interesting, which was the ABS statistics, well, the report recently on COVID deaths when we discovered how many prominent people in the media don't know how to read English.
1: That's... It is scary, and I think sometimes... If I look back at my very one of my first jobs that I had back when I was a a wee young journalist back at MIT, you remember those days, Tom.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) I had a job with the Roy Morgan Research Centre. And we were employed, um, well, not I shouldn't say we as in you, but I was employed to go around and knock on people's doors and ask them questions. And some weeks there'd be a lot of questions to ask them and other weeks there wouldn't be as much. But it was my introduction to statistics and how robust statistics need to be to be of any value and how people interpret those statistics. And what I find extraordinary is I'm not a professional statistician, but there is a difference between, if I may get a little granular here, there's a difference between qualitative research and quantitative research. And quantitative is where you just get bare numbers and qualitative is where you find out why. And what we're seeing a lot of again is people either they can't read the numbers in the first place, which is those ABS excess deaths which were completely misreported. And yep, just it's like the headlines were saying only 83 people died from excess deaths from COVID. It's like, no, that was not, that was absolutely not what it was saying.
0: No.
1: Um, But also when people take numbers and then read some sort of causality into it, which isn't there and is not supported by the data, and that's a strange thing that I see a lot happening a lot, where recently there was a story about um, people who then were given a fact check after reading a story and out of the people who read a, story, a particular story, some were given a fact check afterwards to say, actually, no, the person didn't say this. And so um, their response to that was to not believe the entire story. Um, and so the report, looking back on this, was to say fact checking lowers people's trust in media and I thought, no, that's not what the statistics have actually shown. The statistics have shown if this happens first, then there's a fact check, people don't then trust what they've just read. But it doesn't mean they don't trust all the media. And, in fact, more research would be required and more uh, qualitative research into why they've made that decision. <laughs> but, again, it's it's down to rushed people who don't have all the information um, they they quickly have to get something out because the news cycle is so fast. And the same thing happens with politics. People get a drop. they quickly get it out before anyone else does because that's part of the problem that there's such a rush to get information out be first rather than be accurate. And that's what we're trying to solve here too. We're trying to get accurate information, as much accurate information as possible so that if we are presented with things that are not accurate, We have quick access to accuracy.
0: Okay. The development of the polypedia is uh, also very interesting. There's a raft of people, um, certainly from the material I've seen that you've got on board, looking at how you get things uh, to, how you get the technology to find things and put it in the right pigeonhole Mm -hmm. in order that it gets presented correctly on the, you know, the whiz-bang dashboard for the person using it. Now, where is the website at at the moment and and, and to what extent are we able to talk about the techie stuff involved?
1: The techie stuff is amazing. Um, We don't have any of the techie stuff up for the public yet because it's not robust enough and we are not releasing anything until it's robust because we have seen... Um, we have seen other projects that have been launched and they haven't been tested and they've been able to be uh, hacked or misrepresented and we cannot have that happen because we can't again yeah
0: there was a recent one which got a lot of coverage because um, people were able to mess around with it
1: yes yes and and that's that's one of the things that we are avoiding. And what we will be avoiding on Polypedia, we will not have user-generated content. So that means that the information we're getting is direct from data, not people's opinions. We're not even putting our own opinions on this. Everybody's got opinions and that's great, but we're keeping it to ourselves because we want this to be based on the data not people's opinions so we're not allowing people to add their own information in we will have later on we'll have question and answers and even town halls but they will be people can post questions we will find the information for them fact check it ourselves first before we then respond and it may take a couple of days and that's probably anathema to people now who want things instantly but uh, we're more interested in facts and data. Um, what what we're doing is we we've got some teams already we've we've paid out of our own pockets and that's okay because we've decided we wanted to. Um, we've paid out of our own pockets to get this up and running. Uh, the technology is stunning. We saw a live demonstration of social media sentiment which blew my mind. It takes, for instance, you take two weeks to find out the next news poll where they've perhaps interviewed 2,000 people about which way they're going to vote. Um, And that's only released once every two weeks. This was live. This was in real time. We looked at Anthony Albanese, the name and his Twitter feed and the thousands of people who were either talking about him or interacting directly with him, so there was something like sixteen thousand people at that at that moment, and we could see that say about four thousand were um, positive sentiments, the the sort of the types of words that they were using, um, and actually about six thousand were negative sentiments, and the rest were neutral. And then we could see that was just watching that go up and down was just amazing. Then we could see most of the words, it was a lovely big word cloud that showed us what words people were using in discussions or in any kind of uh, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, what people were saying about him. Um, And then the other thing we could do was the next step is to to see how many of those people are real users and how many are showing bot-like behaviours. Um, and I use that term advisedly because I don't want to accuse anyone of being a fake. But there are a lot of bot-like behaviours out there in social media.
0: Yeah, and that's um, that might be evident through the way in which the Twitter handles form. uh, Look, some of the numbers on Twitter handles go go for the length of the Hume Highway so I doubt (laughs) that they're they're, they're, uh, genuine genuine users. um,
1: Yes. I'm so sorry to all the people who have two first names and lots of numbers and that are real, um, but most of you are not.
0: (laughs) Uh, I'm looking forward to the complaints, Emily. Thank you. (laughs)
1: Uh, this is the thing this is, what, this is what made us realize hey you know what this is actually going to work now we've got to make sure that it's completely robust before we release
0: it yep yeah, that's absolutely fine because yeah. you, you, you don't want you, you don't want to find people who uh, who get affected by some sort of presentation of the fact that they've gotten donations from you know particular organizations and they might decide to bag uh, mm. bag polypedia as sort of concocting something that makes them look terrible i'm not
1: sure they will because this is going to look into that too we need to know who's funding these people we vote for them yep they should be working for us but they're not they're working for their private investors and their backers and we don't even know in some cases who they are and at the moment the election hasn't been called depending on when you actually broadcast this (laughs) but the Um. the election hasn't been called yet but (laughs) There's advertising everywhere. And have they declared? They haven't yet listed a declaration. Um, quite a few MPs have not listed, as I haven't checked this morning, so I should go back and check. Um, but, uh, you know, pecuniary interests, I'm not sure who's funding this, um, but they're up there. So,
0: you know. Now the other interesting element of all of this is I mean, obviously you have had a GoFundMe up there to get some initial yes. initial funds moving, yes, um, and that's been and that plus other emails have started to come through. So I presume you're the uh, you're being the you being the communications person in that space. It's kept I busy. landed. I
1: landed communications.
0: I, I've got no what idea why that happened. No
1: idea why that. Who, who knew? But. Um, uh, That's been really good. The GoFundMe was to gauge general interest and um, it was a way of showing for us to show potential uh, venture capital partners that we could do this and people wanted it because our issue was we were three unknown people. We're going to these groups asking for money and what did we have to show for it? So starting to GoFundMe was a quick way of showing how much we could do just in the space of two weeks. And that was really quite spectacular because, okay, it was $1,500, but that was just within two weeks without even much pushing. And that has, that has shown that people are willing and that they want it, which is fantastic, And a lot of them were anonymous, which was like, oh, how do I thank these people? I don't know. But thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart because you helped us get to the next step. Everything we've done has been about getting to the next step. So asking people to register their interest with our website is another next step to show how many people really want to know and really want in. And it's been amazing too because they are just, they are pouring in. It is keeping us very busy, (laughs) which is fantastic.
0: Without sort of divulging mm. um, business and confidence type mm. data, uh, are we talking several thousands of people on the email list?
1: Not yet. No, not set so, No, but we will get there. And that's what we want to do. And that's why we keep uh, every now and then we join in with Ospol uh, discussions. AusPoll is fantastic. Um, and uh the insiders uh, we will be joining in discussions with insiders it was my turn to watch insiders just this last sunday <laughs> i think i drew the short straw um yeah. and the feedback with that and then what we've also been doing is we've been meeting with we've got now a partner which is wonderful we've got pitch vc and they are leading our funding and support they've Uh, donate well they're they're donating a fair amount of money and also a lot of uh, support and um, help assistance I'm not sure what we'd describe it as Um, in it's called in kind and it's absolutely wonderful since then we've had two others come on board which is super super exciting and combined with all of that we're going to be applying through uh, a Victorian fund called the Alice Anderson Fund, which donates a dollar for every three that you've already raised. So we are getting very, very excited about how quickly this is suddenly moving. And, you know, we've got a deadline. Um, (laughs) We we wanna be launching before the federal election, even though politics is every single day anyway, but in the lead up to an election, it does make sense to try and get something out before the election happens, and even so, even after the federal election, we'll then have the Victorian one in November. We'll have the uh, New South Wales one the following year. Unfortunately, we will not be up in time for the South Australian election. Um, that's that's upsetting, but um, we will get them the next time round.
0: <laughs> well, be there. Uh, so is the intention to move to to make sure that you cover every jurisdiction because at the moment the federal parliament seems to be the target yes at the moment federal
1: parliament is the target because they are the biggest and then we start loading information in for each state because we need that too we need transparency not just in federal politics but in state politics and you know what once we've done the states we're going for councils too because a lot of people have their start in council running for council um There are so many decisions made at the council level that has huge ramifications. You've got developers who somehow get permission to build on floodplains and things like that. Well, you know, we want to know what's going on there too, and that's really important because that does affect people's everyday lives. So yeah, we're not letting up. And then once we've once we've got Australia fully covered, we're moving across to New Zealand, and we're doing polypedia New Zealand and. If all goes well with that and we keep gathering steam and keep on keeping on, we would love to expand into India and then the UK. We think going through the colonies, if I can describe them as such, because they all use the same Westminster system, it makes it slightly more um, strategic. Uh, The structure's there, the similar sort of structure. um, And, uh, yeah, well, then... Push on to other worlds as well, so other countries. I should say, not other worlds.
0: (laughs) I'm. I was looking for. I'm looking forward to the Martians appearing on (laughs) Poly. Polypedia Mars coming to a world near you soon. Yes, absolutely. Uh, The you mentioned that there is a a sort of a tentative launch date. or You've got something in mind. Are you hoping to try and get it up sometime in April? Yes.
1: Yeah, April oh, April 21 is what we are really pushing for.
0: Okay.
1: Um, and we won't have everything available to start with. That's just because there is so much. But we will have it will work. We will test it. Um, everything that you can currently find yourself for free will still be free on Polypedia even though we're bringing it all together and it's an expensive operation. Where we are asking for subscriptions is for the extra things that no one else can really do um, or that isn't available yet, um, and that's the analytics and the sentiment tracking and media monitoring and... um, due diligence on people's social media followings, all the extra things that you would have to have uh, perhaps, um, you know, there are subscriptions you can get to places where you can check to see if someone's got fake followers. Um, So we will be doing that um, with all the MPs. And the the reason we're doing it, again, is because they are taking public money. We are paying for this, whether we like it or not, so we need to get value for money from our politicians. We want to change transparency. We want to well we want to bring transparency back. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> we want political transparency and this seems to be the only way we know how to bring it
0: about. It's certainly one way of bringing it about mm. now. Now before before you disappear mm-hmm. um and uh, you go back to try and building this thing, which needs to be on on air on, on or around mm. April twenty one. <laughs> I did. I, I did want to uh, mention the fact that you've got a you've got some young adult fiction kicking around.
1: Oh, for goodness' sake!
0: Um, <laughs>
1: Stay on track, Tom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I uh, but the the, uh, the there is a fantastic for those for those listeners interested in. Ebony's other work and not just Polly there is a fascinating series. Uh, that I think it's called the Undine. Um, Undine series. So go go out there and yeah, check. Look,
1: it. Okay, there is a slight link to politics here, Tom. Oh my goodness. Okay, look, Ondine's a four part series about a girl and a talking ferret. You think what's that got to do with politics? Well, it ends the book four is called The Spring Revolution. There's a massive revolt. It happens in Eastern Europe. I don't know where I got my ideas for that from, um, and Eurovision. So yes.
0: <laughs> I just don't know. I, well, the only reason I say that is it's a uh, that's a series worthwhile uh, for people to go and check out for their uh, for their kids at some point. I've actually read two of them. Uh, so I can recommend them. Um, now, coming back to Polypedia, yes. and I know you probably want to throttle me after that.
1: Ah, oh, that's all right. Uh,
0: the uh, There is a website for Polypedia. What is yes.
1: it? there is a website. It's polypedia.com.au. We have a bit of information on the website at the moment, uh, some FAQs about what we're doing. And how we're doing it. It is all completely legitimate. We are not breaking any laws and we are not snooping on people. Um, And it's only, you know, everything we're doing is stuff that people can find out themselves, but it would just take a heck of a lot longer Um, and they'd need to subscribe to several different outlets to be able to do it. So we're just making life easier for everybody and bringing about political transparency.
0: Uh, there's also there are, uh, there's a Twitter handle for Polypedia. and yes. It on Facebook as well, doesn't it? Yes,
1: Polypedia AU is the main Twitter handle. Yeah. And I also have my Twitter handle is Polypedia E. I went for Polypedia Ebony and Twitter cut me off. I don't know why. <laughs> um, they just, they only gave me the E. I don't know why. Anyway, um, and... <laughs> That's every now and then I'm driving the driving the Polypedia bus on Twitter, which is always good fun and I'm on my very best behavior.
0: Oh good. <laughs> I've been talking to Ebony McKenna, one of the founders of Polypedia, uh, which will be a service that you'll be able to get a whole bunch of facts, not opinions, facts, real data about what our politicians are up to what they say, what they do, and what people on social media think about them. Ebony, thanks for joining me. Thank you very much for inviting me, Tom. Absolute pleasure. And don't be a stranger. We need to do this again when when the service is up. All right. Okay. Not a problem.